Kitty Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats Podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I have been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Jenny Hart. Jenny is a New York City-based travel writer and cat mom to Raja, who she adopted as a kitten in 2017. In an attempt to enrich his life beyond the walls of her city apartment, Jenny bought Raja a leash and harness early on and started bringing him to local parks. Encouraged by his easygoing and adventurous spirit, Jenny's dream grew to having her cat join her on her travels. To date, Raja has been to nine U.S. states and Washington, D.C., and has been a passenger on and in many airplanes, trains, and cars. He has stayed at multiple hotels and rental units and gets along well with other animals and people. Jenny has worked as a photo editor for more than a dozen national magazines, including Cosmopolitan, Elle, Women's Day, and Shape, and regularly writes for publications such as Thrillist and Vice. Jenny, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thanks so much, Stacey. I'm happy to be here. I have to ask you one quick burning question here. When your cat flies on an airplane, do they get frequent flyer miles? (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, no. I know that JetBlue does have a program where perhaps maybe on JetBlue he would, but I've never enrolled him in such a program. I know that's the only airline that really does anything to accommodate pets. I wish, though. I wish he had some frequent flyer status. That would be wonderful. Yeah, it would be. And you could do the family share plan. You know, I think that would be so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely read news articles about people trying to enroll their pets in frequent flyer miles and getting busted for it. So (laughs) not necessarily approved of by a lot of airlines. So Jenny, I'd just like to start off and find out more about how you got passionate about cats. And I know your story with Raja has been just a couple of years old, but I'm assuming you were a cat lover before that time. Yes, um, I had a couple cats growing up and was very bonded to one of them in particular. They both passed away um, many years ago. And it was something that living on my own in New York, you know, it can be a somewhat of a lonely experience, but also the idea of adopting a pet and bringing them into that life when you're not around that much and having a limited space. It was something I grappled with for a while of whether I thought that that was responsible just based on my lifestyle choices and my living situation. But I really, really wanted a cat in particular. Um, I think that they are easier to care for in a city. That's my personal opinion. And I wanted one for years until finally I reached a point where I left my last full-time job to go freelance. And so I was working from home and I figured that would be a more appropriate time to bring a pet into my life because I would be around more to spend time with them and to care with them. And also they would be able to keep me company when I'm home alone. That uh, happened just a couple of years ago and it's been wonderful. I, I joke much to the dismay of my actual friends that Raja is my best friend and I call him my intern as well because he's always around when I'm working. That's excellent. And I guess I would say some people are referring to cats as the pets for millennials. You think that's the case? I mean, I know, I think I have friends that are equally split, whether they own cats or dogs. But I think certainly cats are having more and more of a presence in the millennial audience, perhaps because we are on the internet more than any other type of generation to date. And cats are very funny on the internet. They do well. 
I call it cat tent rather than content uh, when you see (laughs) cats doing funny things online. So yeah, I would say I would agree with that for sure. That's good news for all of us in the cat world, you know, to have cats have some more prominence. But, you know, being in New York City and being an apartment dweller, when did you come to the decision that Raja needed more than just living in an apartment? Pretty much immediately. He is a very spirited little animal and loves to just bounce off the walls. And it was something that for his well-being and also the well-being of my home, not having it completely destroyed, it's like, okay, he needs to get outside. Of course, having an outdoor cat in the city is not an option. And even if I wasn't in the city is not something that I would personally do. There are, of course, a lot of issues and challenges that outdoor cats face in terms of safety and environmental concerns. And so that's never been something I've been interested in pursuing, but I really wanted him to have a more enriched life. And so when he was still quite young, I adopted him when he was 10 weeks old from a humane society in the area. Within you know the first few weeks I had him, got him a kitten-sized leash and harness and started taking him to some of the parks near my home. It definitely was not something he took to immediately. I think he was a little, he was curious but was a little concerned and nervous and apprehensive as, you know, I think any person, any creature would be the first time you're in a big open space. But it's something that he is progressively warmed up to more and more. And right now the weather outside is fantastic. And he just sits by the doorway and just kind of meows and looks at me. He's like, hey, can we go outside today? Which I think is, is really nice. Just the way that I've seen him blossom going out. I think it's it's done a lot for him and, and also his behavior at home. So yeah, so you mentioned behavior. So things that you think that he would be worse at would be like clawing at the furniture and, you know, misbehaving or being more in your face. I don't know. I have a cat that tends to be in my face often. Yeah. Um, and more demanding. I also have a very verbal cat who can kind of bark at me. Yeah. You find that if he gets his outdoor time, he's better with the schedule. Raja doesn't scratch up the furniture too badly, thank goodness, but he is a biter. If he wants to play and wants attention and he's not getting it, whether because I'm asleep or I'm doing work or I you know, don't feel like it for whatever reason, he will nip at me to kind of, I think one part get my attention and a second part, I think kind of like, antagonize me like tag you're it like oh I'm gonna like I want to play like we're playing right now and it's a lot easier for me to ignore him being cute or him meowing but when he starts biting my ankles and I can't mm-hmm. ignore that anymore and so yeah I think definitely the more active I am with him and the more we're able to do together the far fewer biting incidents we have So you talked about going to the park. And I mean, I can totally see how that would be overwhelming for anybody. New York City is overwhelming to me at any given day. Yes. And so I understand that. How is Raja when he sees dogs? He's okay with dogs. I don't think he totally understands what they are. Um, I, I think he might he thinks they're just large cats and are weird looking cats. He is very much an alpha personality. And so he's met, I think, at least three dogs. My parents have a black Labrador and my partner's parents have a very large mutt that he's met. And then a friend of ours locally has a small dog. And 
he does his best to dominate all the talks that he meets. The larger he was definitely very cautious around the first few times he met them and, and still is to an extent, but they will kind of playfully chase each other around the house. And the smaller dog that he met, he just immediately was chill with. I think within probably 20 minutes of introducing them, I have all these cute photos of them lounging together in the backyard and on the couch. The only time the line was drawn is when the dog tried to sniff Raj's rear end and he was not happy about that mm. and, and let it be made known. But no, he he gets along pretty well with dogs and he's also pretty relaxed around other cats. Other cats are not as relaxed around him, but yeah, he likes other animals, which I think is fantastic. So let's talk a bit about your travels, the certain tools that you use to help make traveling around with Raja better and your experiences. So Raja has a leash and a harness and I would assume a carrier. And then we also talked a bit about backpacks. Let's talk about all the different things that you have in the home for Raja's traveling. Yes, absolutely. Definitely carriers are one of the most important things because while, you know, every once in a while I do just physically carry him outside in my arms if we're only going just into the front of my home, but cats wiggle and squirm and can try and jump out. And so having a good carrier is of course imperative. The very first carrier I ever had was I made sure that it was an airline approved because I figured at some point I would travel with him. I didn't know when. And so it was just a very traditional carrier that I knew would fit underneath an airplane. But I very quickly upgraded to having a cat backpack because for one, they are absolutely hilarious and funny looking and I love it. Cats look like little space astronauts with their heads in the plastic bubbles. But also it's really easy to carry him around, especially for longer periods of time. I mean, I'm not just bringing him from my home to my car to go to the vet. If I'm traveling with him, you know, we're going to be on the road for a while. We've had one travel day that I was close to 18 hours long. And that is a long time to be carrying a moving, heavy, live animal. I have a mild case of scoliosis. And so carrying him on one shoulder is just really not good for my back, the way that it would slump my shoulders. And so what I love about the backpacks is the weight is distributed really evenly on my back. It doesn't hurt at all. They have even a chest strap in the front that you can clip for extra security. So it's really comfortable for me. It's a lot easier to bring him around for more than a few minutes at a time. And it's good for him, depending on... The first one I got was on the smaller side and it was enough room for him, but he basically just sat in the backpack. But I upgraded about a year ago to a much larger size. Not that he had grown much, but just to give him more space to move around and whether he wants to lay down or stand up or just kind of get comfortable. He has a lot more space to stretch out, which is really nice if we're on a plane or on a long car ride. You know, he doesn't have to just sit or kind of huddle in one little position. He can roll around and and stretch out and be comfortable. So the backpacks are great. My backpacks, I have them from uh, Your Cat Backpack, yourcatbackpack.com. The owners are actually friends of mine. It's a, a young couple here in New York as well. I went to college with one of them and we've been friends for a while. And it's kind of funny how it came about. We happened just coincidentally to rescue kittens within a couple weeks of each other. And so for months, we were texting each other cat things as one does. And she sent me one day, she's like, Oh, I look at these backpacks online. They're so cool. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. I need one ended up purchasing one loving it. 
and then down the line, she's like, I have a confession to make. This is actually my company. I was like, what? I can't believe you didn't tell me. She's like, I wanted to know if people would actually sincerely be interested in it, not because of our friendship, but because it's a good product. And I'm like, okay, well, it worked because I can't get enough. And so now I have a few of their backpacks and it's great. And I love too that it's like real people, not some international faceless company that's mass producing. It's a small local business, which I think is nice. So the backpacks are great. The other, I feel like the most valuable other tool that I have is I have a travel litter box. I've dreamed about toilet training my cat. I have not done it yet. Maybe one day I'll meet the parents, but it hasn't happened yet. But I have a travel litter box that's really handy. It is a waterproof fabric and it folds up and clips into a tiny little square so I can easily toss it into a tote bag or a backpack or a suitcase and I'll just sometimes bring a bag of litter with me sometimes just buy litter when I get to a destination with whatever is cheap from the grocery store and um, it's really handy Raja luckily is comfortable using different litter boxes and so I've never had a problem he's never had an accident which is also partially because he's young which is lovely because <laughs> he doesn't like accidents. But yeah, the travel litter box is really fantastic because I feel like that's the trickiest thing for a lot of people with traveling is how do you transport that? And of course, you don't want to carry around cat poo when you go somewhere. But one tip I share with people, though, that their cats aren't as comfortable using other litter boxes is if you're going to have a travel one to carry a small amount of their litter from home with you, you know, in a very well-concealed Ziploc bag that's not going to burst open and then putting that into their travel litter box so they have the scent of home and of themselves and they feel more comfortable using that when they're on the road. But yeah, the litter box is very fantastic. I rely heavily on it. That's great. Great information. An excellent checklist here. Do you want to create amazing videos that get animals adopted? Then check out RescueTube, where they've simplified the creation of adoption and fundraising videos. Volunteers and fosters simply upload raw video, and RescueTube turns it into amazing stories set to music. They even post it on your social media for you. Check out rescue.tube to learn more. Um, any extra tips that you have with regards to hotels and rental units, any things that we need to worry about when researching them or when staying at those locations? Sure. I mean, I think more and more hotels are becoming cat friendly, but a lot of them still aren't. And it can be frustrating and deceiving when they list all over their website and wax poetic about being pet friendly and our four legged friends and we love our furry friends. And then you clarify and they go, oh, only dogs. It's like, okay, why did you not just say that you're dog friendly then? So it is a challenge. I think that if you see a hotel or a rental unit or any other sort of listing being pet friendly, it is important to clarify that they welcome cats. Some places that I've talked to have said, oh, well, we've never had a cat before, so I don't know if we would welcome them. Their main concerns about cats would be scratching. They don't want the cat to scratch the furniture, which is very understandable. And of course, any sort of allergies I've heard is the other big concern. So one thing that I always make sure to do is I bring something for Raja to scratch when we travel. So one of his toys that has a scratching pad or post built into it. I did mention that he's not the biggest scratcher. Like he doesn't tear up my furniture at home, which I think is good. If your cat is one that does that, then I don't know what would be stopping them from tearing up furniture in a hotel. But of course, you know, cats 
like to and need to scratch. And so having one of those toys that I'm able to bring with me alleviates that worry that he might go after the side of the dresser. Yeah. And then in in terms of allergies that can be a little tricky, I just always try to be as respectful and as understanding as possible. You know, I make sure that Raja is well-groomed and he's shedding as little as possible. But I'm also always upfront when I'm, you know, going onto a plane or checking in somewhere saying, okay, like I have a cat. If that's an issue with anyone, you know, I want to be as accommodating as possible. Technically on airplanes, you don't have to move. Uh, If someone has a problem with sitting near an animal or an allergy, the airline will move them. But I always offer to be the one to to be moved because I'm just trying to be accommodating and, and trying to help present a positive image of cat travel. But the laws or or the rules for airlines are actually very pet friendly and that people, they won't make you be inconvenienced. And the number of times I've had people say something negative, it has happened a couple times. And it always is a little hurtful because, I mean, I'm not someone, like I would never say anything negative about you. I don't know you or or your screaming baby. I'm not going to say that. And so when people give attitude, it's a little frustrating where it's like, I'm minding my own business and not hurting anyone. I don't appreciate that. But most people, even if there is an allergy or, or once I encountered someone that had an extreme cat phobia, which I didn't even realize that it was a thing, but I felt terrible. This woman was almost in tears. She was afraid of cats. Um, but it was trying to sort of do my best to diffuse the situation and be respectful. But yeah, most people even, like I said, if there is an allergy, are very polite and understanding and um, happy to be accommodating as well. And most people love it. They love seeing a cat in a hotel lobby or on a plane or a train. I have a lot of people that are asking intentionally to come sit next to me <laughs> so they can yeah. look at him and pet him and whatnot and take lots of photos. He's, he's had his photo taken by more strangers than, <laughs> than most celebrities, I would imagine. Well, and then you worked as a, a photo editor, so you probably aren't shy about pictures yourself. You had mentioned you've been in publications like Wall Street Journal has covered some of your adventures. You want to share a little about that story? Oh, yeah, it was super fun. So I had brought Raja to um, a hotel in Manchester, Vermont called the Equinox Golf Resort and Spa. Really lovely property. And one of those properties that, again, build themselves as pet friendly. And I clarified, I said, do you welcome cats? And they're like, oh, well, we're not sure. We, We haven't had much experience with cats they agreed to welcome us. And then they've actually gone on to become more cat friendly. So I'm taking a very slight pat on the back for that. (laughs) But had a wonderful time at the Equinox and ended up being connected to someone while I was there who went on to want to write about cat travel and about Raja and our experience for the Wall Street Journal. And so she called me up and we spoke for a little bit about our experience. And yeah, the article is wonderful. It starts and ends with Raja. So as a cat mom, I am beaming with with pride. I joke that I'm his momager, you know, kind of like the, the Kardashian family, a stage mom. And so, yeah, so that article was really about hotels and how more and more hotels are starting to consider and welcome cats as guests and how in a lot of ways they are far less disruptive than dogs or even some children because they are very low maintenance 
Raja in particular, I can leave him in the room during the day while I'm off doing something. I mean, some hotels have policies where they do not want the pets left in the room. I know La Quinta Inn, which is very well known for their pet-friendly policies of all sorts of pets. That's one of their things. They say that we don't want the pet ever left in the room. And so that can be a challenge. But in hotels that allow it, I mean, Raja is just completely content to nap and look out the window and entertain himself sans scratching while I'm gone and and just chills. Whereas dogs, you know, need to be taken out, need to be entertained, need to be walked, and they bark quite loud, where most cats, even if they are meowing, that's a much lower frequency and it's much less disruptive to other guests at the hotel. And so the Wall Street Journal article, I think, is just further discussing the growing trend of cat travel and how easy and wonderful it can be to travel with cats. I was very happy to contribute to that. It seems like you have developed a website. If folks are interested in finding out more, can you tell us a little bit about that and how folks could reach out to you if they want more information? Sure. Raja's website is vacation-cat.com. You can also follow him on Instagram, vacation.cat on Instagram. It's a lot of just fun information and photos that I've just been taking of our journey. I resisted going digital with the cat for a while because social media and the internet is so oversaturated with cats. I wasn't sure what I had to bring to the market and why the cat, the internet needed to see photos of my cat every day. <laughs> but honestly, as I started traveling with him more, I was Googling, looking for resources and tips and suggestions, and I was not finding a whole lot. Cat travel is still a growing trend uh, and hasn't been covered too much. And so I figured, you know what, if no one's written about this, then maybe I should be the one to write about it. And so from there on, and then people said, okay, well, you need to get your cat on Instagram. I want to follow your cat on Instagram. And I said, okay, give the people what they want. He's very cute. So it's not hard to have fun with that. (laughs) So yes, please feel free to visit our website, vacation-cat.com or connect with us on Instagram, vacation.cat. And I share lots of great tips and experiences that we've had. And I'm only intending to grow it from here. So it's a starting project, but I'm hoping for it to turn larger scale in the upcoming year. Jenny, do you have anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Yeah, I guess um, I just want to encourage that if you've ever thought about traveling with your cat, I really do think it is more doable than you might imagine. Certainly, the younger the cat is, the easier it is to get them accustomed to it. But that doesn't mean that cats that you've had for years cannot get used to going outside, cannot get used to hitting the road. It's all about going at a level in which they're comfortable and getting them used to things and adjusting. When people ask me how I got my cat used to riding in his backpack, for example, I say, you know, well, first I just walked around my home, him in the backpack, and then that's it. And then I took him outside to the mailbox and back inside, then to the end of the street and back inside. And so it's really going at a pace where your cat does not feel fearful, where he feels comfortable and making sure he's at ease and trusting you and giving him lots of treats, of course, the whole time. But it is very doable. And so I think that if you have a cat that has a very adventurous spirit or, you know, is a little bored inside or you're taking a trip and you just can't imagine leaving them behind, it is more doable than you think. And so I would love to encourage people to consider that possibility. Well, Jenny, I want to thank you so much for joining me today and agreeing to be a guest on the show. And we hope we'll have you and Raja on again in the future. (laughs) Thanks so much, Stacey. I enjoyed it too. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 